0: I'm okay. okay.
1: ultimate mix of Plastic Ono Band. No. It's like a hundred bonus tracks.
2: uh uh It's pretty cool. Did they did a white album it up Is like is a new uh, Giles Martin mix or something?
1: Uh, I think I think uh, I think Sean Lennon uh, assisted with the remix. Um, I'm not I, maybe maybe Giles had something to do with it. Uh, is it Giles? I have not read the Oh, I don't know. I haven't read the liner notes. Nor have I learned how to pronounce
3: Mr. Mark. Here's a better question. First name, is it really
4: Martin. is it really Jay Giles or is it Gay Giles? <laughs> you opened up a whole fucking can of worms. We're
3: talking about Jay Giles here, the real Jay Giles?
4: <laughs> the real Jay Giles. I mean there, there is no real There Jay.
1: is a rage in the cage.
3: <laughs> we're
2: just we're just, you know, trying to beef up our playlist for this episode. <laughs> oh.
4: I I have
1: kind of an embarrassing admission to make that involves Jay Giles' band. Oh, we live
2: for this. Come on, here we go. Uh,
1: For the longest time, probably, I mean, I don't think I probably wasn't like 23 or so until I realized that uh, Don't Do Me Like That was Tom Petty. I always thought it was Jay Giles' band.
2: All right, Gabe, Oof, now's the time when you ask John a question.
3: I'm still freaking out about Jay Giles. The, the The song with one of the best whistles of all time is, what is that? Is that centerfold? It is centerfold. Except I can't whistle like that. <clears throat> with my lips. Can you try? <laughs> with your lips? <laughs> I, I whistle with uh, my can tongue. can you whistle? <laughs> <laughs> I whistle with my tongue, not my, not my lips. Whatever. Whatever. I don't know what
2: Gabe is on right now. Wait, can, <laughs> I can fart with my hands. <laughs> ben, okay. you have a question.
4: Uh, yes. You were, you were part of uh, one of my favorite concerts I've ever, ever been to, and um, that was the Replacements reunion tour show at Forest Hills in Queens. Mm-hmm. Do you have any special thoughts or feelings about that night? Um,
1: well, I, I was pretty deep in my cups mm. and Matt Dillon was there and I kept trying to talk to him about that episode of fishing with John and he just <laughs> wasn't, he wasn't having it. Uh, yeah. My mom came down from Rhode Island for that show and she loved it. That was really fun. she came down from Rhode Island to see the show and, and getting to watch, uh, The replacement set on the side of the stage with her was was really fun. I didn't know that she
2: was such a big fan. Wow. Wait. So then, what? What about Unsatisfied? When does Unsatisfied come into? Oh, I think
1: that was her favorite moment of the show. So she was very excited to just be standing there next to like the monitor engineer.
2: So what were you doing at the show? What? What? what, Uh, He opened we to opened
1: to when like every when the, it was still daylight and people were still walking in you know uh-huh. yeah uh i mean uh yeah it wasn't the best slot on the gig but you know it was a free
2: ticket to uh to see the replacements, replacements right? yeah yeah you know, know. What i you're the go to you know people want to they want you in the room i don't know why I do. And I think you do too.
1: Well, that's sweet of you to say, Scott.
2: You're one of those guys. You know, you're like, uh, you know, we're, I mean, this, the show's called Lifers. You were supposed to say Lifers at some point, and you would have gotten a prize. He did
3: he didn't didn't I... Lifers.
2: Oh, he did. Oh, said, he did get a prize. I must,
1: I must be one now because yes. I, I just did a remix of a 10 year old album.
2: That must have been when I froze. Uh <laughs> But yeah, I mean, you're one of those guys that, like, you know, you could have started playing in a band yesterday, and every everyone would know that you're a lifer. Everyone was, knows you're a lifer. You're the, you're the guy.
1: Yeah, I was I was thinking about if there are any moments that where something happened to me where that made me decide, no, I'm in it for the long haul. And I think it was before I even put a record out. It was I was working at a movie theater. And I was doing the signs, changing all the show times and shit. Uh, you know, it's Thursday night. We got new movies starting. We got midnight shows, I gotta add. Mm-hmm. And these fucking guys that I went to high school with that were in uh, another band, um, but had moved on to, uh, you know, getting real jobs or whatever. Uh, yeah. They see me up on the ladder changing the signs, and they're like, "Hey, John, how's the, how's the band going? How's the music?" And they're up, like laughing to themselves, like kind of elbowing each other. I was like, "Man, fuck these guys!" And uh, yeah, if if nothing else, um, I, I just I I think I just enjoy this lifestyle, and I like to kind of just imagine that those people that didn't believe in me or made fun of me or whatever or just thought, you know, this guy's going nowhere.
2: Right. You
1: know, I kind of like rubbing it in their face. Yeah,
2: if nothing else, you get to shove it up their asses.
1: <laughs> but uh, I love traveling too. And this lifestyle is perfect for it, you know?
2: Yeah, yeah. And, you know, as if you weren't, one of my favorite people anyway. He used to work at a movie theater. So yeah. it's like I get you. We, <laughs> we've, talked, we've
1: talked a lot about that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I got I got promoted to projectionist right before I quit. Oh but, it's but,
2: so good working with the the projector, isn't it?
1: It was fun. My loops yeah. were shit though.
4: I never <laughs> I never got that good at it.
2: Right. You gotta have the perfect loop or else yeah. it all goes to shit.
4: Yeah. Because you worked in a movie theater, I'm gonna ask you this question. There's a movie that not a lot of people have seen on this podcast, but maybe you have. It's called Raiders of the Lost Ark. Are <laughs> you are you familiar with this title? <laughs> sure. Okay. Well that makes three of us. <laughs> Four. When you were working at the movie
2: theater, what movie was playing like forever that never went away and you you were so sick of it?
1: Oh god! Uh, uh I was working at a multiplex, so um some sometimes you get a really uninteresting movie that just never went away
2: all right, what movie that that you thought was great and nobody went to fucking see it uh, Match Dick men you think Match Man Men is great?
1: <laughs> I was a teenager. I haven't seen it since.
2: (laughs) (laughs) The movie that, the movie theater that I worked at, that I thought was the best movie and everyone hated it, was Dead Ringers was playing. And I was like, Mm. this fucking movie is great. And everybody was like, this is the worst piece of shit I've ever seen. It was David Cronenberg's first movie back after The Fly. And he, he, he wasted all of the collateral. Is it collateral? What would be the word? All the clout. goodwill, all the clout. He just <laughs> blew it all on this movie about twin gynecologists.
4: <laughs> Some say wasted. Others say used to its best purpose.
2: Did I say wasted? I I said blew.
4: Oh, blew.
1: Oh, you we know it was really fun. That he spent we, it. We had in the yeah. theater while I was working there. Uh, Freddie versus Jason. <laughs> if, if nothing else, because of the Friday and Saturday night crowds.
2: Right. I mean, also, was, also a movie about twin gynecologists. A lot of people don't know that.
4: <laughs> nice. How how great would it be if they made a remake of Dead Ringers, but the two main characters were Freddie and Jason? I, I thought it would be
1: a great uh, the Friday the 13th movie if you gave Jason a... Uh, a pizza restaurant and he did pizza delivery.
4: <laughs> yeah. And I thought you could use kind of the- that.
2: That's your idea for the movie? Yeah.
4: <laughs> There's a movie that Bill Maher did where he plays a pizza delivery guy. He's like the main character. But they should remake that with Jason as the pizza delivery
2: guy. I think Bill Maher should, they should make Bill Maher deliver pizzas I as restitution for Real being life, Bill yeah. Maher.
4: <laughs> yeah.
3: That's a good idea, too.
2: I've had it with Bill Maher. What about you, John? Your thoughts?
3: Sure. (laughs) He's harder to watch every week. He doesn't want to piss up, Bill uh, Maher. He gets worse and worse every week. Like us.
1: (laughs) Oh, I'm wearing my my Japanese uh, Texas Chainsaw shirt for you movie nerds.
2: That is pretty great. Now, do you what? What movie do you think is better, Deliverance or Texas Chainsaw Massacre?
1: I have a I have a real personal uh, love for Texas Chainsaw Massacre because of, I attach it to a memory where this movie just scared the shit out of me because of the time and place where I watched it. Um, it still is a fucking freaky movie, man. Fucking brilliant it 's a
2: great, great movie.
4: What was but, that time and place? well
1: uh, I think i was, I was like eleven years old my uh the house I grew up in uh burned down, and my dad with the uh insurance money started building a new house in its place and once uh you know, once all the, the studs and everything were up and the roof was on and the electricity was wired, a completely unfinished house, but uh, he thought it would be funny for me to have a, a couple of friends sleep over and, like, camp out in the unfinished house, and he was going to bring a TV and a VCR. And so it was, like, one of those nights where we went to the video rental store, and, uh, you know, he's like, you, you can get whatever you want tonight. You know, and I I had really been been eyeing Texas Chainsaw Massacre for, you know, probably years. But it was always, no, no, why don't you go find something PG-13 or something? (laughs) Uh, So he he let me rent it. And I watched it with two of my friends in this unfinished house, just like on a plywood floor. It was like fucking, uh, I mean, it was freaky. It scared the shit out of me. yeah. And that's I, why I love that movie.
2: It, and it's so good. And it's so intense. Like, <laughs> the last half hour is nonstop screaming.
1: Yeah. And the soundtrack is just like weird noise. So great. So great. Like, the score is, is just like nails on a chalkboard.
2: It, it might be literally nails on a chalkboard. Something is going on.
4: The opening sequence where it's those flashbulb shots, right? Of, yeah, of of the shit in the house. It's like that's I'm already like running. Out. I saw that movie in a theater the first time I saw it. and I was probably like four, fourteen.
2: That must yeah. have been and mind blowing.
4: Like, it, it was mind blowing. It really was.
2: And and here's the other thing: it the movie is it's also capable of elegance. Like remember that like tracking shot with with the mm-hmm. the porch swing.
4: Yeah, goes under the porch swing. It's
2: right, pretty- it's really a beautiful shot. I mean, when you see a, a really good restored, properly presented print of that movie, it's a beautiful movie. Mm. John, your thoughts?
1: <laughs> well, I have the Blu-ray box set. That's pretty good. But
2: oh, uh, oh yeah, yeah. Have you ever listened to the uh, the commentary?
1: I'm sure I have. But- <laughs> With Gunnar. <laughs> he's, he played Leatherface, uh, right? He's Leatherface, yeah. yeah.
2: Apparently they all hated the dude that was in the wheelchair. They oh, really
1: despised him. He's, he's an annoying character, too. He was an annoying Franklin, person.
4: Uh, f- Franklin of Race with the Devil, Franklin?
2: Oh, God, that's right. He's in Race with the Devil, isn't he? Yeah. What about that movie? Have you seen that, John? Race with the Devil?
1: I haven't. Oh, no, do we'll not ask. Go.
2: go directly... Dir- you're not a Peter Fonda fan?
1: No, oh, no, sure. I, there are so many big, uh, glaring omissions in the, the movies that I've seen or records I've listened to. I mean, I'm I'm all about it.
2: You seem like you'd be a Peter Fonda guy. Also, here's another question. Are you a Joe Walsh guy?
1: Uh, I don't have a strong opinion one way or the other,
2: to be honest. Perfect. <laughs> Sometimes I watch old James Gang videos, and... I think Joe Walsh is your spirit animal. Like you are like a young Joe Walsh to me.
1: People said that about me and Jimmy Buffett. And I said, nah, oh, you're crazy. <laughs> but now I'm really I'm really warming up to Jimmy Buffett now. <laughs>
2: Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> mm. no, listen to those James Gang records. They're great. I think you'd really dig them.
1: Do you, re- do you really just have... But what do you think about Jimmy Buffett though? You're not, not a fan at all?
2: No, and it, it, I, I'm a, a fan in the fact that it's like, what the fuck are you doing? You know what I mean? Because, yeah. like, what kind of music is that? It's like he invented his own genre. I'm kind of a fan of that.
1: Yeah. The first few records are pretty fucking cool, though.
2: Oh, come on.
1: Really? Check out this song, Ten Cup Chalice. It's good. What's it called? Ten Cup Chalice.
2: Ten Cup Chalice? Yeah. That's a good I,
1: playlist. That's, here that's the thing. He's got, he's got these songs here and there that are, are really well written, and uh, you, you know, I, I can't hate on him for that.
2: All right. Well, what would you call his type of music? Oh, I have no fucking idea. I don't know. Well, like, here it comes. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> uh oh, the Zoom's asking if if I'm playing music. They're gonna shut me down.
3: They might shut us down.
4: That happens.
3: Yeah, yeah. yeah. You play, it's crazy. You play too much of the copyrighted music. So, is it country? Is is that what it
2: is, or is it just?
1: Again, it's so weird. What? It's weird. The island of the country. I don't know.
2: Yeah, you know what? I, I I think a friend of the family when I was growing up was a big Jimmy Buffett fan. So, like every time I I I know I've heard that song before, and I'm I must have like grown up listening to that type of stuff.
4: Are you frozen? No. No. <laughs> just contemplating all the amazing things you just said. Yeah.
1: Just thinking about little Scott listening to Jimmy Buffett.
4: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that,
2: that was me. She would always make these... Uh, uh, there were hors d'oeuvres all the time, but, but the hors d'oeuvres were uh, just peanut butter on celery, basically.
1: Oh, I love peanut butter on celery. The do you... I do.
2: I mean, once you get to the Put celery. Some raisins
1: and shit on that? Yeah, yeah. Once Come you get on. to
2: the celery, though, are you... I, I was kind of like, I'd eat the peanut butter, and I'm like, what am I supposed to do with this fucking celery?
1: I know how you do it with celery. Cream cheese and paprika.
2: Ooh, that sounds good. Yeah. That's pretty You're good. Shit up. I think that's one of the the uh, lyrics in Mind Games.
1: I don't know. I think the cream cheese and paprika... Th- I think that's a Paul song. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Those were the original words to yesterday. <laughs>
2: <laughs> ben, what's your favorite song of all time?
4: Um, uh, You know, the one that, I don't know why, comes to my head every time that kind of question pops up. I think of this Joseph Arthur song called In the Sun, but mm. I don't know why. I can't imagine that that's really my favorite song, but it kind of is the one that pops into my head. Really? Yeah. Mm. You know what? Nope. You know it, John McCauley? I don't think I do. What? Uh, wow. It got covered by Michael Stipe uh, for some kind of benefit for maybe New Orleans after that.
2: Some kind of benefit <laughs> in New Orleans. So Doing those mine gorillas. See,
3: like everything <laughs> works.
2: We've asked Absolute elsewhere. Everybody said their that's
3: favorite song here, but Scott hasn't said his favorite song. Surrender. Ooh.
1: That's a good one. It's the best. That's that's just pure ear candy. I love that song. Yeah,
2: it's incredible. The lyrics are amazing. The, the, I, I love how it, it 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 uh does a modulation Yeah, like every verse. Right at the beginning. Right yeah. before the, the the lyrics even start, it like modulations are usually kind of cheesy, but they figured out the way to do it, and the way to do it is they start in B flat, and then the yeah. the first verse starts, and they go up to B. It's like they've already changed your ear to go. This isn't cheesy. Mm-hmm. Fucking mm-hmm. brilliant. I think, I think yeah,
1: it's the <laughs> it's the opposite effect of like a Disney soundtrack modulation, you
4: know. I'm sorry, I should know this, Scott. Do you guys cover "Surrender" ever?
2: Oh my God! Are you? Oh my!
3: Oh my God, Ben! Every, every Liars Club uh, show was probably had "Surrender" in it, right, Scott?
2: Every fucking chance I get, <laughs>
3: I cover "Surrender." What, what night huh.
2: are you going? Friday? Yeah. Strap on your surrender boots, my friend. All right. You're gonna get it.
1: Great. Can't wait, Scott. Next time we're in the same same place with some guitars. We're playing that song together.
2: I think we're going to be in the Providence area sometime in August, maybe.
1: Okay, let me know. I'm free most of August.
2: Yeah, I'll let you know. Maybe you can get up and play Surrender then. Hey, Or Mind Games. Uh Uh Uh-oh. Let's do both. Somebody's got to go out. Oh, my gosh. Karen, you got to
4: go out? Oh, yeah, wow, she's adorable. Beautiful
1: dog.
2: You know what her name is?
1: Uh, I think Ben was just saying Karen. Karen Hill. Karen
2: <laughs> So, So basically, whenever she does something wrong, I can go, Karen! Karen! Why did you do that? <laughs> Karen, you, you killed us. That was all the money we had, Karen. I
4: love it. <laughs> Gabe, that's a Raiders reference, which is why you don't get it. It went way over my head. I, I,
3: I guess. So. Gabe,
2: you haven't even seen you. You haven't even seen Goodfellas.
3: I've seen Goodfellas. What'd you think? It was good. <laughs> Fellas.
1: I mean, I, that's why they call it Goodfellas. Yeah, but there's
3: something about seeing a movie where there's so many lines that are quoted in public, and now you see the movie for the first time, and you know the line, but you never seen the movie before. That's Scott's fault. That's all Scott's fault.
2: It's true. Think- it's true. Does it ruin the movie
3: for you? No, but, you know, when he's doing the what am I, a clown thing, I'm like, okay, I, re- I already heard this, but <laughs> <laughs> it, it, he's, he's not doing it as good as Scott does. No, it. it's just, it's guy. different when you see a movie too late like that. It's it's like, I feel like I, I blew it, you know?
2: <laughs> right. You did blow it. I want you to know that you blew it by not seeing Goodfellas when it came out.
3: Right. But, you know, it doesn't mean I have to see all these movies. It's just, I just... That's not my thing, but it was good. I, I, Goodfellas was a good movie.
2: Uh, okay, cool. At least you're going to give me that. I'll give it to you, John. You you might not know what's going on here, but Gabe thinks he's better than movies.
3: No, no, <laughs> movies are are just not my. They're not as. They're name. not my bag.
2: <laughs> oh really? What's your fucking bag? Chipotle. <laughs> Here's the other thing, John. You might not know this. Gabe is a huge
3: Chipotle. Hold on a fan. second. Ever since our podcast last really? week, I started the It's Your Move marathon from YouTube because they yeah. got them all on YouTube. <laughs> all 16 episodes.
2: Yeah. All six episodes it's no, 16. of It's Your Move. There were 16 episodes of It's Your I Move. I think there
3: were. I'm on like. No fucking they're way. They're on YouTube. They're on YouTube. I'm on like number eight right now. So,
2: I am making it my personal mission. To get Jason Bateman on here and do an all It's Your Move.
3: Who am I kidding? I bet, hold on a second. I bet you didn't know this. Justine Bateman, Jason Bateman's sister, was all. I, I knew that. Okay, She was on, you know, was that the Michael J. Fox show? What was that show called? Family, Family Ties. Ties. She was on It's Your Move. John, are you, any comments on any of this stuff?
1: <laughs> I just love the report that the three of you have. And i didn't even know i didn't know you had a, a podcast when you when you asked me to do this and i didn't have uh i didn't have time to listen through everything though i wanted to so most of what i heard is episodes where you don't have a guest and, mm-hmm. well, that's and I love the beginning it. of every episode i can right? listen to the three of you talk <laughs> for hours i have listened to the three of you talk for hours <laughs>
4: <laughs> right, that's like you and James Van Osdoll. That's that's our fan club
1: right there. <laughs> and and Cindy, whoever she is. Wait, what's the uh, movie homework you gave me, Scott? The Peter Fonda movie. Oh, race uh, with the devil. race with the devil. Race with the devil. Right.
2: It's basically a cross between. Uh, I don't know. What would you say, Ben? Would you say uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Rosemary's Baby and Easy Rider,
4: and Deliverance? I guess Deliverance. All right, I'm in. Should we throw that in there? I think we t- we threw it in there last week when we were talking about deliverance, but I don't remember why.
2: See, that's a question is it is it deliverance? Yeah, there's or- a
4: su- there's a southern thing. There's like a like you're not these guys aren't southern enough for
3: the right. southerners. Oh my god, can
2: we talk about Ned Beatty? We killed Ned Beatty.
3: Yeah, he is dead.
2: That's that, Rest. Rest that in sucks. Peace. We were talking about deliverance last week, John, and then yeah. Ned Beatty died a couple days ago. So we we're all pretty broken up about that.
1: He's pretty old though. Good life.
2: <laughs> Man, you're so zen and cavalier as well. You know, like is cavalier and zen. That's a that's a really nice combination.
1: I don't I don't get too broken up about people that die in their 80s, you know.
4: He's like a druid dude, some kind of druid dude.
2: But but when you realize that you're the one who killed the guy because you were talking about deliverance, don't you feel bad about that once in a while?
1: Yeah, that's awful. And I'm, I'm sorry you're going through that.
2: You know what, John? I think, I think, I think he, Johnny's be part of this podcast every week. <laughs> <laughs> he fits uh, right in there. He's just like <laughs> there was a, there was a a layer on the cake that we were missing that John just he oozes the cream into it.
4: I I love cake. I love cream on cake. I'm in. <laughs> I want to ask you both a question, since you're both sort of the premier Nirvana cover artists of our generation. I've heard, I've heard you do a couple Nirvana tunes, Scott.
2: I didn't play with Nirvana. I mean, you did. You won. You won. I, I, they should have called you. Uh, no, 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 no. They called you. You won. Anyway, Ben, I'm sorry. You were going to ask us a question.
4: You can both weigh in if you saw or heard this. This post-Malone, during the pandemic, he, he did this whole Nirvana Cover. Oh, oh I only read about stream. it. That's
1: that's how I I hear music now is by reading read about, about it. it.
2: <laughs> I read about it too.
3: I watched it. So, oh, yeah. What'd
2: you think? It was think, actually kid?
3: pretty good. He Had Travis Barker on drums.
2: Now I know what a huge Travis Barker fan uh, you
3: are. He's he's got a dag nasty <laughs> tattoo on his neck. He can't be that bad. <laughs>
2: yeah, that's true. Okay. that's not bad. But right.
3: uh, it was actually pretty good. I mean, it was rock. It wasn't you know it wasn't tamed down. It was pretty. Solid rock and and he had another bass player and a guitar player with him. It was one of the same days you did your first you know stream, so it was like a little oh. earlier. But uh, it was good. We don't want to cross
2: the streams. Didn't that guy just get fangs? <laughs> fangs.
3: Oh God,
4: is fangs!
2: Fangs. I read today that uh, this post Malone fella got fangs. How do you get fangs? Like, he had them put in, and That's they're fantastic. like fantastic. They're like uh, one point five million dollar carat fangs
1: wow I'd, if I were gonna get fangs I'd probably get a uh, kind of a more budget appropriate set.
2: right it right especially in this in this day and age it seems like not a not a good flex
1: I, I don't think i couldn't I couldn't comfortably spend more than. No, six or seven hundred dollars. That's right.
2: Fangs. No, you can't. You can't. I'm getting ten fangs. If I'm getting fangs at all, copper fangs, maybe. The you diamond when fangs. I, <gasps> when I got my gold tooth. Look at you.
1: <laughs> it was cheaper than getting a white one. <laughs> so, it looks good. It looks good on you. I mean, if, if I if I lose or, or badly damage any more teeth. I'm not gonna get a white
2: one. Oh, that's right, because because you're a dumbass. You keep opening like beer bottles with your teeth. That's what
3: you do. That's how you did that. I don't right? what this one.
2: Hold on,
1: let me go get a Stella out of the fridge.
3: Don't this do one it.
4: All right. While he's waiting,
3: do we have to put a Post Malone song now on the
4: sister? And only if the only if you only if there's a Nirvana cover that's recorded and available on Spotify. I don't know. We don't need to close Okay. Uh oh, here he comes. Otherwise, I'll you see cut him out if you want. Hey, it was a I one. The back one. Oh, here Ow. he goes. Oh, John. Oh, that was too easy.
2: You fuck. <laughs> you know that's a twist off, right? Stella? <laughs> I
1: thought that was from Belgium or some shit.
2: Oh, I thought it was a Coors.
1: Oh, no. I uh, That stuff gives me diarrhea now. Coors?
2: Hams yeah. does that to me.
1: The the only macro brew that I I really love is uh, Miller Lite. It's my jam now. Really? Yeah, there there are two real fucked up things in this world that really do no damage to my guts whatsoever, and that's Miller Lite and McDonald's. Wait, wait,
2: two fucked up things or what?
1: There are two fucked up things in this world that... Basically, can pass through my body with no problems whatsoever, and it's Miller Lite and McDonald's together. What about
2: you? What about Chipotle?
1: I don't know what makes me so special, but Not Chipotle, no, forget it. Are you no. against it? I, I don't think it's that good. First of all, but you've had it before. Boom! You've had it before in your and face you game.
3: But if you've never had it before, you shouldn't talk about it. I've oh. tried it. Yeah. Oh, are you talking about Raiders of the Lost Ark? I didn't Gabe? talk about Raiders of the Lost Ark. I just said I haven't seen it. I never had an opinion. It's not his. He just said it's not his bag. It's not his thing. Yes, whose bag? I was referring to Austin Powers, one of the few movies I've seen. You know that sort of thing in my bag, baby. You know what I'm talking about?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm aware of Austin Powers jokes.
3: <laughs> but nobody. What's next? You're gonna do some Borat jokes? I've never seen Borat. I gotta, I gotta see it. not your
4: thing
1: (laughs) well there's there's some new uh short on
2: on prime they're great have you watched them no is it good oh my god it is so good it's like the jokes are so fucking stupid and like basic and like three stooges and i'm like how could they cut this out it's so great you know what i'm talking about yeah, Like, the kind of stuff that, like, only you and your dad would laugh at. And I'm just like, this is brilliant. Didn't make it. Didn't make the final cut. Hmm.
1: Well, I I love the lowest of low-browed humor, so. It's very I'm low. Sure, I'm sure I'll, uh, I might have to check that out tonight. So quick.
2: you're down with the Stooges?
3: Oh, yeah. Diggy Pop.
2: Yeah. I, I... <laughs>
1: Huh? Both all, all Stooges.
3: <laughs> even what about Mark's Brothers? Even Shemp and and Curly, the the late Curly, the last one. You mean, I mean Curly you mean Joe? Joe? You mean Curly, Curly Joe? Yeah, Joe? He's not for real. That that Curly Joe Dorita. Curly
4: Joe sucks. You're right. <laughs> I mean, Curly... I'm,
1: I'm a classic lineup kind of guy. You right,
2: know? but there there's some really good Shimp. Uh, I was about to say episodes, but they weren't episodes. They were like movies.
3: Yeah, he was yeah. one of the originals. Mm, no, I thought he was.
4: No, but he was around for a long time. He was that's a lot of Shemp replaced there. Curly. Yeah.
3: I thought Shemp was before. It's Okay, it's,
1: sometimes it's, it's not the original lineup that's the best anyway. You know, I do know what, that whatever you like, Gabe,
3: it's cool. All right, we all can agree that Curly Joe was no good, but Shemp was good.
2: Shemp was great. In fact. I heard they were about to legalize shemp. <laughs> That's
3: some lowbrow. You know, shemp
4: shows up. That <laughs> one out of, of Ben. Uh... <laughs> What's that? Shimp?
2: What's that one? The the Three Stooges one where, like, uh, Mo and Larry are like looking at each other like nose to nose, and and something's burning in the background. Like, you know, he's left like the iron on on, you know, the clothes, and it's starting to burn, and they're yelling at each other. And then Larry goes, I smell something bad. And then Mo goes, well, you don't have to brag about it. I think that's just the best. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. John, your thoughts?
1: I'm just, I'm just happy to be here talking about <laughs> Three Stooges with you guys. How about oh. the Farrelly, Farrelly Brothers reboot?
2: Oh, what did you think of
1: that? I actually didn't see it. I just kind of wanted to get a conversation
2: going. That was fucking
4: misbegotten. I mean, what? Who played who?
1: Larry
4: who David played, played you? None. That's all you need to know. Who played Larry who David by David ACDC? <laughs> <laughs> oh, ACDC, that's a
1: great concert. Yeah. But do you, you remember seen when they DC were. ACDC Live? Come that's on. The shit. Yeah, the it's
2: shit. Yeah, it's great. You've seen ACDC Live. Get, yeah, right? I'm just I'm just saying that out
1: loud to anybody who may be listening. Have you seen ACDC Live? If not,
2: if get on you it. ever get, get the on chance the stick. to fix that, fix Well, it. I I don't think they're going to get the chance to see Phil Rudd, because isn't Phil Rudd still not allowed in the country? because
1: Wasn't he, he dealing meth or something? No, Crazy. no, no. no. Like
2: he killed his that? wife. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. He tried to pay somebody to kill his wife or something like that. It was like Phil Rudd was actually living the real dirty deeds done dirt cheap life. He was paying somebody that's to do insane. some dirty deeds. How come Zoom done doesn't step cheap. in
4: when we libel people?
3: <laughs> didn't Zoom say, wait a
4: minute, that's not right? <laughs> Are you saying bad shit about Phil Rudd? no fact Are you- checkers on Zoom. Uh, I, I framed it as a question. Yeah. No, that was good of you. But then Gabe jumped right in with all sorts of shit. Gabe's <laughs> like, he killed his wife. I was thinking of Robert he Blake. killed all those school Robert kids. Robert Blake killed his wife. He fucking blew up that whole bus full of children.
3: Ra- oh, you mean Beretta? Yes, a little rascal. <laughs>
2: okay. <laughs> <laughs> he was a little not rascal. Not one of the original.
4: He Not the original. He
2: was an older rascal, too. What
4: would you think about that Laurel and Hardy movie with John, John C. Riley and... Um, Steve Coogan. Steve Coogan. Pretty good. Pretty. They were pretty good in it.
2: They were great. Like I thought th- that was two of the best performances ever wasted on a piece of shit movie. <laughs> yeah. Like that movie did <laughs> not deserve those performances. Have you seen that one, John?
4: What movie is it?
2: The Laurel uh, and Hardy. Steve Coogan and who played?
4: John C. Riley.
2: John C. Riley, and they were Laurel and Hardy. No.
4: I what was it called? That. I don't even know what it was called.
2: I don't know. Is it? It was called Laurel and Hardy.
3: Is that, what's, we love is each that what other.
4: they call a biopic? Yes, that's what they
3: call a biopic. Okay. Yeah, I'm worth something over here. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Are you still hey. with us, John?
1: Yeah. Uh, you got me thinking about uh, John C. Reilly. And Dude. John C. Dude. I wanted to point something out. I need to... Uh,
2: he was in Casualties of War.
1: I need to reference something. It actually has very... Little to do with uh, John C. Riley, but he's an important piece of this I can't puzzle wait. for me. Um, okay, Philip Baker Hall. Oh yeah, another guy. Mm-hmm. Um, Hard Eight. Yeah, I watched Hard Eight uh, a couple months ago. You know, some mm-hmm. afternoon.
2: Do you have the Criterion Channel? Is that what's going on?
1: No, I think it was it was free on Prime or something like that. Okay, but uh, you know, every now and then, if I got nothing to do, daughters at school you know, throw on a movie in the afternoon. Nothing better than watching a movie in the afternoon. Right. right. It's like the that is peak Right. Movie watching time. Anyways, uh, Philip Baker Hall plays a guy, Sydney, in the movie.
2: Yes. That's that was the origin that was the name of the movie, Sydney. And then they made him change it to Heart Eight.
1: Okay. Well I then I saw another movie with Philip Baker Hall in it. What the fuck is it? Um,
2: boogie Nights. When he says, no. I, I'm a simple man. I, I like simple pleasures. I like lollipops in my <laughs> mouth and butter up my ass. But that's just me. And no. one of the things I like is I like to watch people fucking on film.
1: Not Boogie Nights. Magnolia? Uh, oh, Midnight Run. He's in oh. that. And he plays a character named Sidney. Wow. So then... Um, going through his imdb credits or something he's played a character named sydney at least three times and
2: (laughs) all right and what was the third what was the third sydney
1: i don't know but is it connected it's got to be somehow it's got to be some kind of some kind of magic the search for the the it's I was, up, I was just good. going to
2: bring up Love Sydney. Remember like that? that?
1: Doesn't the character in Midnight Run, that Sydney, kind of seem like that could be the Sydney in Heartache?
2: Oh, isn't that interesting? Yeah, I think so. What about Philip Baker Hall on Seinfeld? Gabe, you, you
3: can jump in it. Which character was he on Seinfeld? I don't know who Philip. Became. He was the librarian cop. Okay, he looks like reminds me of Woodman from Welcome Back, Cotter. Yes, there's a bit of Woodman <laughs> yeah. going on there. Yeah. <laughs> One of the best seventies sitcoms of all time. All right, I think this is the part <laughs> where we're winding down. <laughs> mm. it's gonna
2: be a lot of editing on this episode. Scott, you ever listen listen to maybe that out. was
4: our out? We can end with "You Never Can Tell." Yeah. You ever you, listen to Ted Hawkins? John? You ever listen to Ted Hawkins?
2: Screaming? Jay- not no. John Hawkins.
1: <laughs> no, not screaming. Jay Hawkins. Uh guy Ted Hawkins.
2: But not John Hawkins. Who's John no. Hawkins? Ted Hawkins. Okay. Was. Ted Hawkins wasn't the guy that played with the band, is it?
1: No. No, it that's John Hawkins. That's Ron, Ronnie. Ronnie.
2: Fucking. Yeah. Okay, all right. Ted Hawkins. What's Ted Hawkins' deal?
1: Uh, I don't know too much about him. I heard him on this uh, radio station in Nashville that uh, I like to listen to online because I don't live there anymore. <laughs> right. Um, and it really, it sounded, it sounded very Modern to me, and I was like, how do I not know this fucking singer-songwriter? Like, everybody needs to hear this. And then, of course, I find out, oh, that record came out in 1982. But uh, uh, check this guy out, Ted Ted, Hawkins. Ted Hawkins. Really, really cool stuff. The album
2: uh, Watch Your Step. All right, I'm looking it up right now, Ted Hawkins. Ted Hawkins. No, not Ted Hollins, Ted Hawkins. Oh, there he is right there. Oh, dude. He's got like a thing, The Next Hundred Years? Yeah,
1: that was his, I think that's his last studio album. Watch Your Step, 1982,
2: and then he's got a record called Happy Hour in 86. All right, I'm in, man.
1: Yeah, Watch Your Step, that record is really awesome. Yeah? Yeah, and I think it was, I think it was the title track that I heard on the radio. Where I was like, who the fuck is this? Everybody needs to know this guy.
2: You're always like, so much hipper than I am. Like you know more uh, music than than I do. I
1: thought I was being outhipped by the radio station. I was like, I gotta I gotta bring this guy on tour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and uh yeah. I'm a fool. Uh So
2: what what drove you out of Nashville? What happened?
1: Oh well we left last June cuz uh Nashville is just kind of a shitty place to be during lockdown mm-hmm. and like our daughter couldn't play with her friends and her school was canceled and it's fucking hot um so uh Vanessa's uh, parents my wife Vanessa uh they live up in uh right by Cape Cod like not quite on Cape Cod but like on the beach and we spent the whole summer there and it was just
2: awesome. It right, was, it was it, nice.
1: Yeah, so, like, being back in New England for an entire summer, I, uh, I don't know. We all kind of felt like it's time to make some moves. So, yeah, that's cool. fucking man. listed the house, and now we're moving to Rhode Island.
2: Right. How's Vanessa doing?
1: Uh, she's great. She's, uh... She, she had a really fun time this year doing, um, she actually went to this school in upstate New York when she was a kid, which is how we kind of found out, or how I found out about it. And this would be a good option for uh, Sydney for this year, so she could go to school in person. Um,
4: Love Sydney, holy Love shit. Love Sydney. Yeah, a lot of Sydney. Oh, no wonder you're obsessed with Sydney. <laughs> Mind is blown.
1: Oh, my God. Yeah, my my daughter's name is Sydney. And, uh yeah, we, we sent her to this cool kind of Montessori-inspired school out here that's just... I mean, basically, the kids play in the woods all fucking day. <laughs> they love it. Um right. So she could be outdoors. She could be with other kids. And, you know, there wasn't a whole lot of COVID out here in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Um, so it was a good year. But Vanessa, like since she knows everybody at the school, they were like, would you be interested in like substitute teaching here? So she actually, she got called in a few times to fill in for uh, some teachers who can come in for one reason or another. Did she I, love it? I think she did. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that must be kind of fun going back to like, we're basically, we're living right where she grew up and now mm-hmm. we're moving to where I grew up. We're just kind of, on a little tour of our childhoods right now. Yeah,
2: it totally makes sense. I mean, I don't, I don't know if I ever thought you'd leave Nashville, but it, it completely makes sense.
1: I mean, I moved to Nashville to party, you know? Yes, and you and did. I, I partied the hell out of Nashville Right. while I was there. And then, then I had a family. And then I got no reason to stay in Nashville with a family, you know?
2: yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't Gabe,
3: need to be there you,
2: for you, music anymore. Gabe, you know, John's married to Vanessa Carlton, right?
3: Yes, she was at the Metallica show as well. Oh, Four years ago <laughs> this week. She was.
2: Yeah. That's that's right. Four years ago this week? I think it is. Isn't it?
3: That whole thing happened in... That
2: sounds right.
1: Early June. Oh, I came out to that show with Matt uh, Vasquez from Delta Spirit. too. Just oh. another thing, tying it all together.
2: Oh, my God. Is it? Isn't isn't life the best? Isn't these mind games that we play forever some kind of magic? It's like a druid dude. Some kind of druid dude lifting the veil. Absolute elsewhere. Oh, I can't can't do it anymore. Ben, how are you doing?
4: I'm surprised Zoom hasn't stepped in to say, "Hey, is that are you singing Mind Games by John Lennon?" Because if you are, you better cut it out.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Bad boy. All right, well, it's really good to see you. Thanks It's for great doing to see this. you too, Scott. Thanks. For t- I can't wait to see you in person.
1: Yeah, likewise.
2: And uh, tell everybody I said hello.
4: What else? I don't want to go. No, I'm having a good time. Yeah. Hey, and we're only could- in it. We've only been recording for two hours and 17 minutes. That's nothing.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we can cut that down to 30 minutes. No problem. The
1: thirty worst minutes. That's what I want to hear—a supercut of all the lamest moments. <laughs> Can you do like a thirty-minute cut supercut of all the lamest moments of our conversation?
4: Yeah, <laughs> it'll be all the it'll be all the parts where Scott froze and like Gabe and I are hearing him going. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I'm sorry, dude.
2: Like I like my computer doesn't have an Ethernet dude. thing. I tried to set it up. Yeah, Ethernet. So- it's not there. There's no Ethernet uh, thing that I can plug into the computer. Right,
4: but you, you need an adapter that goes Ethernet into whatever you do have. Like, I've uh,
2: had enough of adapters. Fire wires. Like, you know, I've got this fucking dongle thing. That's yeah, it. I'm dongle. not doing any more adapters. The
1: dongle is enough.
2: That's right.
4: You need one different dongle than that. How Fuck many that dongles
1: dongle. do we need?
2: Yeah. H- how many? How many dongles does it take to screw in a light bulb?
4: I'll tell you oh. what. I'm gonna Wait. bring you a dongle to the G Man on Friday night. I'll hand I'll you, you a dongle? fucking dongle for you. I wrote I wrote a
1: screw in a light bulb
4: joke.
2: Let's hear it. Oh.
1: Check this out. How many bass players does it take to screw in a light bulb?
2: I think I know this one.
1: One, five,
2: one, five, one, five, one, five. Ah It's pretty good. That's a Nashville bass player joke, is what that is.
1: Yeah, but yeah. I, I I spent too
2: long there. Who's your favorite bass player?
1: Ooh, uh, Joey Spampinato is one. God
2: damn you! What? I mean, you always gotta be so cool. You're supposed to say Getty Lee or Paul McCartney, and then you no, come it, up with that.
1: It's Joey's fault, not mine, because mm-hmm. he's so good. Sure. Okay. All right. He's so good. Um I don't know. I face base, base
2: players. What about you, Gabe? Oh wait, hold on. I don't know why I even asked. I know Gabe's answer. Steve motherfucking Harris. Yes.
3: There's no better Galloper in the world on the base than Steve Harris.
2: John, your thoughts. <laughs> I'm
3: uh I don't
1: that's what Gabe that's who Gabe says is <laughs> his favorite, then that's his favorite. Yes. And I was just thinking about Tommy Stinson and how good he is
2: at the beat. Oh, we God. love Tommy Stinson.
1: Yeah. You should get him on the show.
4: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. One of these days. I'm, I'm working up Maybe. to it. I'm
1: glad who? you asked me. Grand have Maybe. you told your Tommy Stinson story on the show? It's pretty funny.
2: <laughs> Quite a few times.
1: A
4: couple oh, really? times. <laughs> a couple yeah, of times.
1: Couple times, I only heard the first few episodes. You
2: know who that was? That was Tommy Stinson. How's the accent? Is it better? No, Ben,
4: it's no. very Boston, still very Boston. Don't you think he's yeah, doing I thought a Boston this
1: happened
2: in LA? It did happen in LA, <laughs> but our friend Phil was the guy who was from uh Brooklyn came up to me and said, Do you know who that was? Oh, yeah, That was Tommy Stinson,
1: Brooklyn, different kind of ridiculous accent.
2: Does that not sound Brooklynish?
1: I, I don't know what's wet anymore, man. Everything You're in the North- selling
2: cannolis.
4: <laughs> what was the tiny club in Brooklyn that you played with Nirvana the first time? Uh, s- Saint-, St. Vitus. Vitus? So Saint Vitus. Saint yeah. Vitus. Yep. Yeah. yeah, Saint Vitus.
2: That place rules. That was pretty cool. Justine's not a fan, but I am. Well,
1: maybe um, if she saw Nirvana there.
2: She almost went to that show. Like, basically, oh, no, shit. <laughs> yeah, basically, somebody was like, You got to get to St. Vitus tonight. And she's like, Fuck that. I don't want to go to St. Vitus. She blew it off. And then the next day, like, you, Why didn't you show up? And she's like, Why? What's the big deal? It was like Nirvana played. She's like, What the fuck? So she blew she blew off your show. What's the best replacement song?
1: Ooh.
2: Um,
1: that That is a really tough one. Because they're, they're one of those bands that just they kind of do everything, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know if you get a better anthem than like bastards of young though. It's fucking you know? incredible. I mean, whatever. That, that, that can be a pretty basic fucking answer for your bastards favorite replacement young. song, but it's, it's a really wonderful, well-written song. And I agree. And it's so,
2: yep just it's so big it, it it's like it's like surrender yeah. like when they play bastards are young and they're both in b by the way that's and so when you play it like the entire crowd levitates and there's yeah. there, and think about surrender there's something really wonderful about like at the end when like they go we're all all right we're all all right yeah you really feel yeah. like we're that all, part's all right in c. yeah it, by that point yes it is in c <laughs> right but But like for a second, you feel like, yes, we are all all right. And you don't feel like everyone's an asshole for one second. And really, John, isn't that what music's about?
1: That's what it is, man. Especially if you can do it in the key of B.
2: (laughs) That's right. There's one other song that is up there, like with, maybe not. Maybe it's just Bastards of Young and uh, Surrender. They're like the two greatest anthems of all time and i think a trickier midwest. question is
1: like with the replacements best song of like the last from like the last two albums what's the best song out of that batch
2: i would there, go with i'll be you is i i still throw down for i'll be you i think it's great
1: i'll be you is a great song
2: what What are you thinking
1: uh i don't know i'm maybe sadly beautiful
2: Hmm. Did you listen to the remix of uh, "Please to Meet Me"? Not "Please to uh, Meet Me." Uh, Don't tell a soul.
1: Yeah, uh, Dead Man's Pop. I, yeah,
2: I like pretty it. good. I like pretty it. Pretty good. Lot. Pretty good. Ben, what's your favorite replacement song? We, we didn't forget about you, buddy.
4: No, that's all right. But I can't. I can't answer that question. I can't even answer what's. Okay, the best good. Album. I'm glad I asked you. So anyway. <laughs>
2: alright come on Ben <laughs> look, look nah I nice. don't
4: know but I mean here's the thing Bastards of Young but uh, uh, you know and the thing that I loved about the Forest Hill show and I'd seen the replacements well 30 times before then but that was like the one time in New York where it was like there were Finally, playing a place big enough that made sense for how great their fucking songs are. Mm-hmm. And there was a whole mm-hmm. crowd of people who'd been waiting 20 years to see right. them, and they were all singing along to every song. But so there isn't only Bastards of Young, but I mean, there's like four other fucking anthems that are just as big that N-A-R. everyone was singing along to. Well, Can't Hardly Wait, Left of yes. the Dial. Uh, I mean, Left of the Dial, which is on the same album as Bastards of Young, I mean, goddamn, those are like yeah. bookend anthems. No, Little Mascara that, is... And Little Mascara Harry has that's, that too. Yeah. And there's probably like four more Replacements anthems that are just as fucking amazing. I, Alex I, Chilton, I love, when, they, when they play Alex Chilton live, that's a fucking anthem. They're so good.
2: I mean, I love yeah. Unsatisfied and I, I know that's another obvious one, but I just fucking love it. And Swingin' Party. I fucking love Swingin' Party. Like every time I hear it, I'm like, oh my God, is this the best song ever written or what? Mm-hmm. 16 blue. John, your thoughts?
1: There's just too much good stuff in there. But I was just thinking, IOU, what a great way to open a record. Yeah. Great first track.
2: Yeah. Did you hear that uh, podcast with Bob Odenkirk, and he was talking about, uh, sorry, Ma, forgot to take out the trash?
1: No, I. that's surprising in such a great way.
2: It is so, so good. Like, listen to... Bob Odenkirk talking about the replacements makes you cry, like just tears of joy. I mean, it is so fucking good. You got to check it out.
1: Bob Odenkirk seems like a pretty fucking solid guy.
2: He seems like the greatest guy. I, I mean, I, 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 I want to like you know, I want to get an apartment with the guy. You know, I want to start a business, <laughs> start a sitcom. Yeah, right. All right, Gabe, what's your favorite replacement song?
3: I'm not gonna have any uh, fans here, but I'm not gonna lie. I don't know the replacements. I've never really listened to their music, and uh, I guess I'm late to the parties.
2: So once again, you're 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 gleefully ignorant about something, no. and you think it's cool. No,
3: I just when I put on all my music, I don't have any CDs or records of theirs, and when I want to play something digitally, that's not the band I I care to put on. All right, guys. You guys. open? Are you open to a new experience? Give me something. No. Like what? What, well done. what should I listen to for the first replacement song and and be the last one to the party?
2: This is going right. to be great. This is going to be great. Okay. Quick.
3: Scott and Ben, the first
1: replacement album I ever heard was "Pleased to Meet Me," and I think that was a great start for me. Do you think that would work for Gabe?
2: I don't know. I mean, I think "Let It Be." Is their best record Obviously But I, I don't know should, should we like Send Gabe back to Sorry Ma forget, Forgot to take out the trash Or should we just Tell him to go with the best I he's, think he's
4: he's a, he, he Yeah I think Let It Be Is is, is great for Gabe Because it's got some, some Some tougher stuff on it But also got great I mean That's the coming thing
2: Coming Out is on there Yeah, yeah
4: Coming Maybe. Out Tommy gets his tonsils out He'll like that Fuck stuff Fuck yeah and I mean, yeah. we haven't even talked about I Will Dare. Gary's
2: Got Maybe. a Boner?
3: I Will Dare might be the best song ever, written, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. It sounds like you're making this stuff I up. I think you're good. making this stuff up here. I, I don't know. <laughs> no. No.
2: Gary's Got a Boner is it's they Ryan's really, favorite song.
1: They really have a song called Gary's
2: Got a Boner. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's so good, Gabe. It's kind of up your alley in ways that I don't think you're aware of. That. All right.
3: Right after I find the, uh, a good Susie Quattro song, because I'm fascinated with Susie Quattro for some reason. I thought she was a fake character on the happy days. She was real, wasn't she? No, that was Leather Tuscadero. Hold on a second. You're blowing my mind here. <laughs> <laughs> Susie Quattro and Leather Tuscadero are not the same person.
4: Uh, They're almost the same person.
2: No, Leather Tuscadero and Susie Quattro are the same person, but there was Pinky Tuscadero on the show, and that is not the same (laughs) as Susie Quattro. Susie Quattro played Leather Tuscadero, who was Pinky Tuscadero's sister. And so it was this whole thing where they were trying to break Susie Quattro, and so they decided to put her on Happy Days. (laughs) John, your thoughts?
1: What A weird, weird thing to do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Gabe. Fanny. The band Fanny. Check out the band Fanny, Gabe. The band Fanny, uh, oh, yeah.
3: Fanny with an F.
2: <laughs> yeah with Not an a PH.
3: So, Speaking of words of me. wisdom, let it be, you said, right?
2: Yes. Yes. What? By the by, by the Beatles. By the replacements. Yes. And and that's how cool the replacements were. They were like, fuck the Beatles, we're gonna call our record let it be, which was a big dick move.
4: And their lead-off single was "I Will Dare," which is a skiffle. Like there's, it's like the weirdest fucking genre. With guitar of song. by Peter Buck. Yeah, mandolin by. Yeah, Paul he plays
1: mandolin on there, right?
2: Oh, oh, I thought it was guitar that he played. Mandolin. What do you think of REM, John?
1: Uh, I think they're a great band. Life's Rich Pageant. I fucking yes. love that album.
2: Yes, great, great record. Is that your favorite REM record? I think it might be. When was the last time you listened to Fables of the Reconstruction? Been a while. Put it on. Right. It might be the best one. I'll check it out. Unfairly maligned in its day for being murky uh, and not, not having good songs. Crazy. Stupid. Great record. Well,
1: sometimes that unfairly maligned stuff just takes some time.
2: It sure, It sure does, doesn't it? It's true yeah yeah <laughs> all right so gabe are you downloading let it be is that what's going? no i'm it?
3: writing down take a load off fanny and <laughs> let it be by the beatles
2: and that's so the band here's something i learned uh by oh, watching no
1: no not not the band and the, <laughs> this and the song
2: no no no, no. <laughs> he he's making a joke but <laughs> okay. but here's something i learned the other day by uh watching uh jeopardy reruns by the way jeopardy reruns on netflix the greatest thing happening right now if you're not watching the current jeopardy reruns on netflix with this psycho and i, I don't know his name but like he's crazy ben are are you in this with me anybody
4: no, who is, it? is is a contestant? You're saying, what a contestant on Jeopardy?
2: Contestant on Jeopardy, uh, but reruns. Yes, reruns. When uh, what's his face is still alive, and it, this guy, like every time the camera comes in on him, he does this thing where he goes like he'll be like Stoneface, and like and they talk about how much money he's won. He goes like this. He goes <laughs> and does that every episode like he is the most awkward person ever and i love him okay so what am i what am i talking about all right all right so one of the questions the other day was uh where did nazareth the band get their name gabe do you know where nazareth the band got their name
3: from jesus (laughs) i have nazareth no from the band the band oh they did okay and that's a lyric from Take a Load Off Fanny. The first
2: line in The Wait is, "rolled down from Nazareth, right? Yep. And that's where... Th- I didn't know that.
4: Oh, you didn't know that's where Nazareth got their
2: That name. song's
3: called... Take- I had no that idea. That song's called The Wait?
2: It's called The Wait. Did you think it was called Take a Load Off Fanny? Yes,
3: Fanny. <laughs> F-A-N-N-Y. First
2: of all, it's not Fanny. It's Annie.
3: I'm not the only one that thinks this. Take a Load Off Fanny. Take a load off your fanny. Boy, I'm, I'm, I'm sure you're not
2: song. the only one who thinks it, it doesn't make it any better. Back to,
3: back to the real fanny. That's a band, the Fanny, the Fanny. John, your thoughts. Fanny. <laughs> All right. Just Fanny. Big
1: fat Fanny. And so I, I, I got. Uh, <laughs> I was thinking of Fanny because Patty Quattro had a stint in Fanny, and we Patty Quattro, we were talking
3: about Susie Quattro. There's a third Quattro. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's a fourth quattro. <laughs> Tuscadero, there's two of them, and there's three quattros. <laughs> you started off last week's show by
4: giving a shout-out to no, Quattro. Dos. <laughs> Trace,
2: Susie Quattro. All right.
3: Look at four. A four. He's done. He's done. I will check out Here Fanny. John, I will check out Fanny, and I'll I'll, I'll report back next week.
1: They got a cover of uh, Mar- that Marvin Gaye song. Ain't that peculiar? Fucking awesome.
2: Pretty peculiar.
3: I can't wait to see this playlist. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> oh, fuck. I was going to say something.
5: Our love is alive. And so we be-
2: falsetto right now
1: <laughs> um right my daughter is sleeping upstairs
4: let me ask you guys this question i want to because you don't want to wake i was
2: just about to get the falsetto out of john McCallum. i thought he
4: was bad that he was bailing out no no, no no no
2: I'm no trying. he's he's about to do it you got to be very
4: quiet when you're hunting falsettos
6: <laughs> okay here we go
1: be very very quiet while hunting falsettos Oops. let me get a nice tone here Stinson. Let's try
4: it. Wow. Ah! <laughs> That's not. Did you give yourself a
2: note there? An E. Oh, oh that was that was real. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't see it. No, oh, I mean I saw it, but I, I didn't believe
1: it. I used my app called The Piano.
2: The piano, yeah, it's full of spyware. Sounds like the piano's been drinking.
4: Okay, here's Uh, my question: who's who? Who is the guy? Who do you think has the greatest, most durable? I can't believe he's still able to do it after all these years. Voice, and the answer is Robin Zander. But I'd love to hear other opinions.
2: I love when people answer ask questions that they already (laughs) know the answer to. I I love that about you, Ben. Bravo. Who can still do it? Can't Xander
4: still hit every fucking note whenever he wants? Oh, yeah.
2: Fucking Xander is still superhuman. Superhuman.
4: One of the greatest
2: singers of all time.
4: Tony Bennett.
2: What? Really?
1: (laughs) At least as of a few years ago. I don't know. God. All right. This is a good
2: question, Ben. Because
1: Plant,
4: Plant doesn't still have it, right? And oh, he's another guy. No, who no, may no. Be. Like,
2: listen to Plant, like listen to like Into the Outdoor, right? And then listen mm-hmm. to Pictures at Eleven or Principle of Moments, the first couple Plant solo records. His voice got deeper and richer, and you know, very manly. You know what I mean? Like, like around the time when he was doing Physical Graffiti, like something happened to his voice, and I prefer Smoking. that. Right. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right, right. But I mean, the, the, like the older you get, your voice gets better.
1: I mean, um, he says, it's like an old house,
2: you know? Right. And, and people get too hung up on the high notes, right? And it's like, fuck the high notes. What's more important are, are the fullness of the low notes.
1: You're not even like, I'm thinking only like male singers right now, but like. Even guys that never really had an incredible range, like, grow into their voice in, in a really cool way. I'm thinking about, like, Nick Lowe. Mm-hmm. Like, his later records. Yep. He's so, so on it. Right. It's, and it's it's a real, it, just a, a fullness, a richness that is not there.
4: Elvis uh, Costello, same thing.
2: Exactly. It, it, it might also have something to do with, you know, they haven't lived their lives yet either. You know, there's, you can't discount experience gotcha. from any part of the thing. You know what I mean? It, exactly. it affects every part of being a musician.
1: I think you're absolutely right. Thank you, John. And, well, I mean, hey, I'm, I'm living through some of that, you know?
2: Yeah. I and mean, it's nice, right? Yeah.
1: I think I'm a better singer. I'm a better musician because of my experiences. And right. not necessarily because of all of my musical experiences, just experience in general.
2: Right. But, but you're also smart enough to know how to incorporate that into what you're doing. Like, like even if you're not aware of it, you do it. Are you aware <laughs> of that? I guess not. <laughs> <laughs> or sometimes you're just born with the greatest voice of all time and you're Mark Lanigan.
3: Uh, he's, he's got a, a great voice and he's great live. And uh, nothing bad to say about Mark Lanigan
2: You better not have anything bad to say about Mark Lanigan Because he will show up and kick your
4: ass (laughs) (laughs) And if you see him backstage Just say a simple hello and then move along
2: Well you want to talk about a guy Who has always Left room To like you know go on top That's Mark Lanigan Right John Your thoughts Definitely do.